Okay, welcome to the All-Stars new MMA podcast. Uh, I'm Danny Mitchell, and I'm here with Mr. Josh Goodgen. We're going to be bringing you um, some MMA goodness, talking about events, speaking to some fighters, speaking to some coaches, and uh, yeah, just generally uh, delving into the world of MMA from all angles. Before we get onto the podcast, a shout out to our sponsors. Get Your Media is a full-service digital agency. They offer digital marketing support to companies across the world. They specialise in digital marketing and content creation, from filmmaking to podcasts, which is where we're recording out of today. We're at Get Your Media Studios in Leeds. So if you want any more information on that, just visit getyourmedia.co.uk or find them on any of the social media platforms. Okay, here we go. Right, we're back on the uh, the first ever All Stars MMA podcast, which is going to be officially the worst podcast, the worst MMA podcast in the world. <laughs> Just freestyling right now, yeah. We're gonna have to. We're thinking like what we're going to talk about on this first one. We want to give you a bit of an introduction um, to what 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 to expect from the MMA podcast. So we've just pulled up tonight's uh, fight card from Brazil, the UFC fight card. And both me and Danny are oblivious to who's fighting. <laughs> yeah, just loads of Brazilian guys, really. Yeah. Jose Aldo's fighting. Yeah, Aldo's fighting. Uh, Asuncao main event. So, who else we got there? Damien, Damien Meyer, was that tonight? That's tonight. Shit, why did I know this? <laughs> <laughs> I love Meyer. Yeah, yeah, sweet. So, this Olivier, week. Olivier. Uh, it's a big card. It's a big card. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think <laughs> I'm so focused on the London card that you just, you just miss. Well, that's it. You're, you're slightly invested in the London card, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just check, just check a few more of those fights. Who else we got? Like, look at the like, go right from the bottom. For those that are listening, just so you know, we've got uh, Danny Jessup in the corner here. He's doing the. Uh, he's basically like a shit young Jamie at the minute. More like chin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's pulling the card up for us. We just shout at him, and he just brings stuff up. <laughs> he just has to close all the porn tabs. So we can see what we're looking at. <laughs> what else but, we got? Seeing as you brought UFC London. Yes. Is it public knowledge now then that Mark Case is officially fighting out of AVT? Uh yeah, I mean I mean he's been training with us um for a while now for this game before this fight was even uh you know on the cards, he came and uh you know changed his training up a little bit. So he's been working with us, and now the fight. I think I think it got officially released last night or this morning that he's fighting Joe Duffy. Yeah, that that were last night, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, if you look on uh, Wikipedia, actually, that there is a fight. There is like a confirmed bouts list on there, I believe. If you can rely on Wikipedia, I don't know. It's trustworthy enough, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Even though anyone can edit it. Yeah, that's it. People, <laughs> people edit it, and you end up like. Fighting random people, fighting Homer Simpson or something. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, so Mark, Mark, I mean, that's a tough fight for Mark. But it's it's a uh, Joe Duffy's not been uh, he's not been in the cage for over a year, I think. Right. I mean, his last fight was James Vick, who was a massive, massive lightweight. He's taller than he's an inch taller than me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who were he fighting before then? Because I mean, it's only just been changed, hasn't it? You were fighting. Didn't say that you were fighting a southpaw before. Yeah, it it, it was it was. Uh, we was looking at the Stevie Ray fight. I mean, and that's a fight that I know they had like words on Twitter years ago, and then uh, you know they've had a back and forth recently as well. Um, but I believe Stevie's 
uh, Stevie's out with an injury. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Joe Duffy's in. And, uh, yeah, just, just switching up. We've got six weeks now. So just, uh, you know, obviously changing the, the sparring partners from uh, Southport to Orthodox. But, you know, we've already been working on uh, on a lot of stuff, making some improvements. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a good fight, an exciting fight. And Mark's really motivated as well, you know, because... Joe Joe Duffy's a big mate, a big name. You know, he beat McGregor back in the day, in uh, in Cage Warriors. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, um, yeah, it's uh, a lot of people know who that guy is, and uh, I think I think that's really motivating Mark. Yeah, you know that it's it's a it's a it's a good fight for him. Well, Mark's coming off back of a, a couple of losses. What's he had three losses? Yeah, yeah, he's had three losses, and a lot of people are saying to him, "Oh, you know, you're literally fighting to to stay in the UFC," but what's good about this fight now is Mark's like, listen, this is just an opportunity yeah. now. This is this is not, you know, he's not worried about, oh, you know, if I lose, you know, I'm going to lose my, my contract or whatever. He's not thinking about that. It's more, you know, this is a great opportunity to, to beat somebody who's well-known, you know, and, and, and show that he, he belongs there. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's an exciting uh, an exciting fight. I mean, Joe, Joe was, uh, he took some time out from MMA. He did uh, pro boxing. Right. I think he's like six and I was a pro boxer as Shit. well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we did that, and then he came back to MMA and uh, got signed to the UFC. And I'm, I'm pretty sure the UFC were trying to carve a path for him to fight McGregor again. I'm, I'm pretty, right. I'm pretty sure. You know, obviously playing the, playing the long game. Yeah, I, I think I think that's what they tried to do. Um, but uh, Joe dropped a couple of losses and stuff, and then you know it didn't. I don't think it quite worked out. But you know, if I was you know working for the UFC. I'd, I'd have tried to maybe get that fight, get that fight on like an Irish card. That would have been crazy, you know. Build, build, yeah. Build Joe up and then do that. But it's yeah. a long, it's a long game from from a UFC's perspective. To it, don't get me wrong, from a marketing perspective, it, it'd work. The yeah, story, the yeah. story would hold up, wouldn't it? Yeah, but, yeah. But I think, uh, yeah, I think that, that's that's not going to happen now. That ship sailed. Yeah, that ship sailed. And uh, yeah, Joe Duffy's not. I don't even know what he's been doing. I don't know if he's been injured or or what's been happening. If he just took some time out, or whatever to. You know, recompose and stuff. Because, like I say, he got he got um, stopped by James Vick. He got hit with a he got hit with an uppercut and uh, and got stopped. But he, he looked good the first round. He looked he looked really yeah. good. He was boxing really well. I think he won the first round and then second round he just he looked a little bit tired and got caught. Um, so who've we, we got on rest it card there? Then we've got uh, uh, Till we, versus Masvidal. As yeah, the that, that, that's that's the main event. Your mate Gunnar Nelson there. Yeah, he's fighting he's fighting Leon Edwards. Um, Good fight. I've trained with Leon before. He's, he's a good guy. Uh, Southpaw, you know, good all rounder. Um, so yeah, be interesting to see what his uh, what his strategy is with Gunner. Obviously, Gunner a, is a phenomenal grappler. Um, his, his kryptonite tends to be that when he like when he fought Rick Storm, you know, that kind of brawler coming forward, throwing big punches and yeah. stuff. That's kind of like that seems to be his kryptonite. Um, but yeah, let's see what. Uh, what gunners, you know, what changes he's going to make and bring to the table as well. Who else have we got there, Donny? I can't read it. You got Dan, Danny Roberts there, yeah. He's fighting yeah. Claudio Silva. So I've not, I've not seen that Claudio for a while. He, he fought on the same card as me, I believe, back in like 2014, and then he kind of disappeared. Right. He's a, you know, good jiu-jitsu guy. Uh, but yeah, not really, not really seen, uh, not really seen much of him recently. 
So I don't I don't know what he's been up to. It'd be a good deal. So it's six, what we got six weeks out. So from yeah. a fighter's perspective, like whereabouts? Because I'm not a fighter, but you've got Mark Casey's there in camp now. At what point do you start like tearing off from like the the sparring and just start to get ready for fight week? Like, what, what does a fight week look look like? So from now till till the day of the fight, how do you how, how do you plan as a as a coach? How yeah. do you plan his? I mean, I mean, he's without giving away secrets at all, but you know, like yeah, roughly, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, generally, most fight camps last about eight weeks, so that's when you'd like ramp up your sparring and you know. Um, your endurance training and stuff like that and then you know it'd taper off that, that last week you know you won't be doing any sparring it no. just but you know be, you'd be hitting pads the sessions would be a lot shorter um you know you'd be in in and out of the gym real quick um just trying to keep nice and fresh and, and ready to go um yeah like like you got to think of it like this with training as as the intensity a, a lot of people train wrong you know, what they do is they, they increase the volume of everything and the intensity at the same time. Yeah. You know, so you, you, you're training harder and you're training for longer. That's how you overtrain, you know. So you you just, you, it's climbing like this and you, you end up falling off that cliff just because you're just, you're just doing too much with your body. So what I tend to say is as intensity increases, the volume should decrease. Yeah. So if you're training harder, you know, you should do less. You should do less rounds, yeah? So if the rounds are getting harder, you should do less rounds. Yeah. You know, you, you could do 10 easy rounds, but if the, if the rounds are super hard, you might only get four. That makes so, sense. So, so it's, about, it's about tapering that right so, you know, you, you're, not, you're not overtraining. Um, so, so I've heard when um, Michael Bisbing won his title for the first time, he, he got called in at last minute against Luke Rockhold, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he wasn't even prepared for it. He was, he was well overweight. When he got the, I think the story goes, he was sat like at a friend's like barbecue, <laughs> supping beer, you know. Yeah. And then the day after, he got a phone call from Ariel Hawani and we're like, "Oh, you're fighting for the belt?" And it's like, "You fucking kidding me?" Uh, set off running, <laughs> set off running to make weight. Yeah, but he said man. he went into that feeling as fresh as ever been because he didn't have a camp, he didn't have, yeah, yeah, he wasn't overtrained. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I mean, most fighters, and it's it's a common thing. You know, I've done it. You get in there when you're overtrained, you, you've just done too much, too yeah. much volume, too much intensity, and it. And again, as it gets close to the fight, you just think more, let's do yeah. more. Put more in, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get more out, you know, so... Your body's fatigued when you get yeah, to the fight. Yeah, yeah, that, that's why it's like sometimes, you know, if you've done a lot of training or whatever, even if you're just lifting weights, yeah, yeah. so you're just lifting weights or you're training in the gym, you know, you might go on holiday for a week, you just eat shit, drink beer, you get back, and that first day back in the gym, you're like, fuck, you're super strong, you feel, you know... yeah. If you leave it like if you don't go to the gym for like six weeks, then you feel like shit. But if you if you have like a week rest, you know, yeah. a week holiday, you come back and you you think, oh fuck, I feel pretty good here. Yeah, you feel fresh. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's kind of the same thing you want to do if you got a fight. You want you want to sort of have a let your body recover, but you you don't want to lose those gains that you've made. So you can if you leave it too if you if you took two week off, you'd come in and you'd be like shit. So it's just about finding that balance, and and I guess it's different for every every single person. You know, it's but like. As a coach, it must be hard for you to try and convince a fighter. Look, you need to start just edging it back. If they're, cause it, I suppose, if you got close to a fight, they're going to start panicking and just get as much, as many rounds in, as much grappling in, yeah, as much yeah. wrestling, as much as possible in before the fight, just to make sure they're ready. But obviously, it's going to be more detrimental to them. So yeah, that's it. It's that mind games. Yeah, it, you, it? you've got to pick and choose your sessions. And 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 again, for for some people, it's different. A, a lot of people, um, I heard a story. I think I think it was Jeff Monson, and apparently before he used to fight like the day before, the night before, he used to do like a crazy strength and conditioning workout. 
Like he'd, he'd come in and he'd get his coach uh, to put him through some crazy, like three, five minute rounds, like ropes and, you know, tabatas and, and do all this stuff for three, five minute rounds. So he, he knew he could do that the next day, yeah. you know, so that he could, so he had that like mentally in his head, like, you know, I've done three, five minute rounds the day before the fight. Now I know I can do it on fight day. But for me, that's fucking crazy. Like to make a fighter do that the day before a fight and just be. Well, you know, the chance of injury is a lot higher there as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Day before the fight. Yeah, and and just you, you just you. Yeah, I don't know, but but for him, it it, it worked. worked. It 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 worked, and uh, you know, maybe that is the right thing to do. Maybe you should be know. doing that this time with Mark. Yeah, yeah. You listening, Mark? That's what's coming <laughs> up, mate. <laughs> yeah, after after his workout, I don't think he uh, he wants to do anything today. He's, he's rested today. He had, a, he had a very tough workout yesterday. Right. Uh, working on his endurance and stuff like that, mixing it in with his sparring. So, so uh, uh, while we're on Mark anyway, his, his striking coach, David. Yeah. Can you tell me a bit about big him? Dave, yes. Big, big Dave, big David O. Yeah, yeah. So uh, um, of, he, he's part of the team now. Obviously, when I, when I moved gyms, he was already at the new gym and, you know, taking some classes. He's, uh, he's trading uh, in Holland before, a lot of like the Dutch style uh, training. And uh, he's trained at bad, bad Company as well. So, right. you know, he's had a lot of fights, good experienced guy. So, yeah, so he, he started working at, um, at AVT as well as like a striking coach. And, uh, you know, we've got a few different, you know, we've got a boxing coach, uh, Stuart Peacock. We've got a lot of different, you know, different guys there with different um, strengths. And, uh, yeah, so Mark Mark's fell straight into uh, straight into training with him. And, you know, they, they gel together, they work well together. So, uh, yeah, so... We'll be in his corner, and yep. uh, yeah, it's good. It's, we've got a good little team, you know. And, and it's like because we've got so many fighters now, it's like we can't all coach the same way, the same, you know. Yeah. Like if you're training for a fight, you might be working with a different, you know. You you might be working with like Jay Furness. Yeah. He might be like your guy, go-to guy, and then you're working with you know Stuart for your boxing. Whereas someone else like Mark's maybe working. You know, I'm his go-to guy for his MMA stuff, and then you know he goes to see uh, David for his for his striking stuff. Yeah. You know, so everybody in the gym's kind of got their own, and it's just about finding that, especially with the gym so big now. I suppose that yeah, you can get away with that with your gym because there is so many people there. You yeah. can pick and choose your own little dream team, can't you? Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, smaller gyms, you sort of get what you're given. Yeah, is that like the yeah, and I think that's a better. You can almost choose. You know, can be like, or you know, I, I, this style works better for me because you know we've got someone like Simon Sadnik who's got more of like yeah. a traditional Thai style. You know, you've got all these different people, so it's like you can choose. You can be like, oh, you know, this style will work for me. And sometimes fighters choose wrong. They choose the wrong <laughs> person. You know, and, and and I have to see that, and I'd be like, oh, you know, really, you, you know, you should be you should be working with this guy, right. you know, because that would benefit you. And sometimes I have to, you know, steer people to different coaches, not not in a bad way, but in a way like, because we're all in the same team, yeah. it's more like I can see that for their style, one coach will benefit them more than another. Because uh, a lot of time it's not about what you like. You know, you might like, oh, I really like this coach, yeah. but that coach might not be the best style-wise for you. Yeah, it might not be as beneficial as the Yeah, as yeah, the so, so uh, um yeah, it's, again, it's just getting that balance, and uh, obviously, as, as with a coach, it's, it's you need to be able to like trust that coach, and, and you need to like him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you need to like your coach, otherwise, you just won't listen to him. I was talking to um, Louis last night in gym. Ah, uh, yeah. First time I spoke to him, actually, I mentioned to you, didn't I? Like, oh, he's a nice lad. Except we spoke about him last time when you came up podcast, but I've never actually spoke to him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got there early before, before me meeting Danny, 
And um, I was chatting to him, and obviously you're down in London on his next fight on Cage Steel. Yeah, yeah. But he's got Liam. Uh, yeah, so we've got Harrison. Liam Harrison. So he does a lot of his striking with him. Yeah. So you know, I can uh, kind of, you know Liam's cornered uh, with me for a while, and we've got lots of other coaches. You know, um, we've got Ash Roden, who was a wrestling coach. So that's you know, so that's a big factor when Louis fighting. Obviously, he wants to stay on his feet. Yeah. Um, so wrestling becomes a big factor. So you know, someone like Ash and Liam, and maybe Jay Furness, you know, tying it all together, that'd be that'd be a real good corner team for him. Um, but yeah, that that's the kind of the problem now. There's there's so many fighters and so many events that you know they all <laughs> cross over. So it's like, oh, I can't do that event because I'm in this country, and you know, so so as a as it's like the head coach now. It's more like I'm just trying to manage things. Yeah. I'm doing less and less actual coaching and more just like trying to organize. And that that's my end game, really. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have to be slaving away in the gym every day, like, oh, you know, showing someone how to throw a jab cross. Yeah. It's like, you know, I can have someone like, right, you need to work with this guy, you know, and then come back and then work with this guy. And I can kind of put all the pieces together and, uh, yeah, just be the What's ideal, orchestrator. The orchestrator. The, the conductor. The captain of the, uh, yeah. of the AVT ship. <laughs> yes. Um, you've also got uh, Rico just won his bare knuckle boxing because you went corner for him as well, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. How did yeah. that fight go? Yeah, it was good. Uh, <laughs> um, Rico's he's in the ten. It's like a ten grand tournament, yeah. so you got to win three fights. It's an eight man tournament, so he's he's got through the first the first stage, if you like. Second fight will be in March, and then if you get through that, the final will be in June. Is it like a winner's take winner takes all? And uh, yeah, or yeah. Do they get paid like for this last round? Do they get paid each fight? Or yeah, so. It's, there's like a so if he if he'd have lost that fight, he would have got like a small amount of money, yeah. you know, just to cover his sort of costs. But because he won, he, he just, just he goes to the next round, yeah, just carries over. So so if you know get to the final, you win, you get the ten grand. But if any point before that you lose, you know you'd get you'd get some money to, to sort of cover your ass for, for what you've done so far. Um, but yeah, obviously the, the aim is to win all three. Me and Danny were talking about it before you arrived about like fight purses and how it all works. Because yeah. I mean, most people won't ever see that. Yeah. Me personally, I've never seen it. I don't. I don't really understand how it all works. Yeah. But as soon as you see something on UFC cards, you think right, they're fucking minted. Yeah, yeah. But actually, the purses aren't that big, are they? Oh no, no, no. But most people won't know that. Like, yeah, I, I mean, and, and a and a lot of the time, like obviously now they've got the the Reebok deal with sponsorship. Yeah. So so I know before that. Like I, I was fighting just before the Reebok deal came in. I was in the UFC just before that, so I could get any sponsors I wanted. Yeah, you know they could pay thousands, and then obviously when the the Reebok deal came along, they sort of cut all that out. So a lot that's why a lot of fighters were pissed off. Yeah, because you know maybe Reebok are giving them five thousand dollars, but they were getting ten thousand dollars before just from a spot their own sponsor, which they can't have anymore because they're sponsored by Reebok. So. Yeah, it did kind of, uh, and I think a lot of people jump ship to Bellator because of that reason. Because they can still wear the sponsor. Yeah, gear. yeah, that's it. Like, say, say the purses are less in Bellator. Yeah, but you could make that money up through sponsors. You know, you just have as many crazy sponsors you want, and uh, if if you're one of these people who's like really marketable, really good with sponsors, and you've got you know hundreds of sponsors. Yeah, yeah. You know, financially, Bellator would be a better option because of that deal so. it's a tough gig really being a fighter isn't it like oh yeah fucking hell I mean there's yeah. a lot of people that want to make it and then even when they've got into UFC they've not necessarily made it yeah definitely I mean I've got a few guys now you know who've got some real good potential yeah and, and I sort of said to I said to one like Lewis Tams uh, he's, uh, he's fighting next week actually he's 2-0 now 
middleweight, really talented, came from a Thai boxing background, like Louis Lee Scott, but bigger, right. big as me, yeah. And uh, he's a dangerous guy. He's good on the ground, you know, he's, he's learn, obviously learning all the grappling and stuff as well. Yeah. Good striker. But I said to him, I said, listen, you need to, you need to just be skint. You need, you need to just be skint for like two years, you know, and just train and fight and just be happy just being skinned. Yeah. And then try and make something from there, you know, because what what tends to happen is what I'm seeing a lot is, you know, guys have two or three fights and then they might get offered a dangerous fight for a lot of money. Yeah. And they think, yeah, fuck it. Get that money. And they do it and maybe they lose and maybe that that knocks them off course a little bit. And uh, well, I mean, I was uh, I was talking to Alex Thompson who yeah. fought the Geordie Shaw dude. What's yeah, it called? Yeah. Is that like a prime Aaron example? Ch- Aaron Chalmers. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that that for Alex were more just like, you know, Alex just did it. You know, just cause. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he had a couple of amateur fights. He, he didn't. He, you know, he didn't really want to be a fighter, but it was just like a mad opportunity. And it's like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. And and it didn't play out no. for him. But you know, it's. Just that's just part of the game, but fair play to him. Yeah, for getting yeah. In. Like, like I said, fair play. To, I, I saw him the other day, and I, I said I watched that fight because um, we've got a mutual friend, um, and I, I watched it, and I'm like, fuck it, hell, like that's well, that's a big knockout. Yeah, took, yeah. Uh, especially because I asked him, are you still fighting? He says, no, I'm not. Like, I don't fight anymore. And yeah. I'm like, to take a hit like that, just and on, on such a public stage as well. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, it, it were good or whatever that that happened, but it's just one of them things. You take a chance, and you know. People like you got people on social media like oh look at that you know, but the thing is he he went there and did that they nobody else did exactly that. yeah yeah that's what I'm saying like yeah. most and he could have easily threw a punch and knocked the other guy out you yeah. know anything can happen and it's just the, the nature of the beast unfortunately, um, but yeah that that was just him taking a chance but if you're a fighter and you you know your your goal is to get to the UFC yeah. I, Alex never wanted to be at UFC it was just a, it's just a mad chance it's like take the fight. Yeah, but but now it's it's kind of like I'm trying to. I'm, before like five years ago, I'd be like, yeah, fucking take those crazy fights. But now I'm like, shit, you know, if you just if you just sensible for yeah. for for three more fights, maybe we can you know get you something bigger. And so now as a coach and a manager, I need to be real careful. You know, I'm really trying to. Well, that's it. you've had experience. You've made the mistakes. Yeah, yeah. I've Not made... you personally, but you'll have seen people make the mistakes. Oh, no, no. I've made those mistakes myself. Yeah. I, you know, I've took the fights that I shouldn't have took. You know, if I had a coach and a manager early on in my career, you know, things might have been different. But, uh, yeah, again, hindsight's a wonderful thing. So it's like we spoke about last time, it's, it's that new that there's no real yeah, like yeah, people, regulation there's no real like yeah, management there's, or yeah, there's nothing there it's yeah, just yeah it's just people just figuring it out still yeah. so uh yeah so that's kind of what what I'm trying to do now is you know look at look at the fighters the, the pro fighters or whatever and, and kind of look at the try and carve a path for them like you know what what is their path because maybe it's not the UFC you know everybody can't be in the UFC no, no. it just can't you know if you've got 20 20 pro fighters maybe two of them can make it yeah not everyone maybe some will get close so it's so it's just finding the paths and trying to steer them steer them in the right way what were you doing in um did, were you in russia where were you last time you know when you when you had the the slick haircut where were you ah oh, that's romania romania yeah, what yeah. were you doing there yeah so there's a there's a promotion out there called rxf right uh so uh run by a, a friend of mine called uh seb so he's got that show out there so uh yeah i think 
I don't know any other shows in Romania. That <laughs> there might there might be MMA shows there, but for me that that's like the prem. I'm I'm pretty sure that's like the premier one there, and they put a real good event on. Um, so yeah, I just I just went over. Um, you know, I I helped some fight, not necessarily my fighters. Yeah. Um, but I went over there and just helped some fighters out. I took uh, uh, Ash Gibson over there. So Ash is like. He's, uh, he's from Halifax. Right. And he just, <laughs> I actually cornered him on BKB as well. He always jokes and he said he's on a, he's on a provisional AVT license. <laughs> uh, he's actually fighting one of my guys next week. So Ash is like a bit of like an MMA journeyman, if you like. So he's, he's that guy who you just call up and he turns up and fights. Is, it, is that the one that you put the caption this on? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the guy. On yeah. his Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, he's a, he's a funny guy and, uh, but but he d- he does really well in, in bare knuckle boxing. He's doing really well. So I cornered him on that BKB show, and uh, yeah, he, he fought uh, Dom Clark, who fought on uh, Bellator. Right. He fought on the the same Bellator I fought on, and uh, and yeah, it was like knockdown for knockdown. And Ash ended up beating him. But Ash is just one of these guys. He doesn't really train that much. Like I say, he's, he's just that that sort of guy. Who you know, you can phone him and he'll, <laughs> and, he'll and he'll turn up and fight. But he's just got this fucking ability to punch. Like he can just fucking just he's just born with this the ability just to knock people out. Um, I seen him knock somebody out. I think it was on a, an event in uh, Manchester. Literally, they came out, touch gloves, boom, and just absolutely face planted the guy. Nice. Yeah, un- unconscious. So he's had, he's had some good uh, he's good fight. So he's fighting one of my guys bare knuckle next week uh, in the gym. Really? Yeah. Oh, what, oh, sorry. It cost, uh, what's What's that? Is it risk? Risk, risk yeah. fight league. So that's just a little promotion I put on in the gym, right? You know, building certain people up and stuff like that. Uh, we've got a couple of pro fights on it, but it's more just like a small event. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Matt is, you know, he's got a bit of a knee injury, Matty Hodgson. So um, he's been staying away from MMA, and it's like, yeah, just let's do some boxing. Then obviously Rico has been doing bare knuckle, yeah. and I said to Matty, you know, do you fancy doing a bit? And he's like, yeah, why not? So again, we've got Ash. Look, He's a local lad, and he, you know, he's good at bare knuckles, so it's a, it's a, it's a big test for Matty. Um, so yeah, we put the fight on, so should be, should be good. So what, what else have we got going on, on that, on that risk, uh, fight? Yeah, we, we, there's like twenty. We've got twenty fights on there. We've got, uh, we've got some boxing, K1 fights, amateur MMA, pro MMA. So there's, a, there's kind of a, a mixture of stuff on there. Like I say, it's just a, because in the gym, obviously, we've got a full size competition yep. cage. We've got a big area. So we just use it, you know. Yeah, why not? We can get people in. We've got a we've got a beer license, so we can sell beer and yeah. stuff like that. So. Well, I've been I, I was filming for uh, the training cave, you know, and they're, they're ah, boxing. Ah, yeah, they had the boxing event there. Yeah. I want a good do actually. Yeah, that. yeah. Oh, I want to see this now. Oh, you, what are you looking for? That. Oh. Have we got it. Ah, uh, there's no, there's no. Uh, I don't think there's a fight card on there. Yeah. I saw. I'm sure I saw one. Yeah, well, on one of the promotional posters, it's got yeah, like a couple uh, yeah, of yeah. So, so I put like a big poster up there that's got some of the some of the fights on. But uh, fair enough. Yeah, bare boxing man still doesn't seem real to me. That yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, there. You go. That's the poster there. So yeah, we've got Lewis Tams on there. Uh, Nico Joker making a comeback. Yeah, Nico. I've I've met him for the first time at Christmas. Like I've, yeah, I've only been around Jim for a brief period of time. Yeah, he's a little beast. Him, he's a beast. He's one. He's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, and, he, and he's got a crazy backstory. And, and the, doing this MMA podcast, he's like one of the people I want to get in because a lot of people know in MMA know about Nico. You know, he's this crazy little Albanian kid who does backflips after he wins <laughs> and shit. But 
you know, the guy's got an incredible backstory. And uh, so it'd be really get it'd be really good to get him on and uh, and, and speak to him about Let's get it, him in there. about his about his journey and stuff. A lot of it heads. could be a film. It's like yeah, yeah. Think like think like Taken, but with MMA, <laughs> that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, we won't so, give him uh, elsewhere. Then we can get him in. <laughs> we'll have yeah, a chat. We've got uh, David Zan um, again coming back. For, he's, he's had a few injuries, um, so he he's back. Uh, he's got a lot. He's got a little pro fight just to get him back in the mix. Um, he's fighting another local bare knuckle champion, uh, Dan Hunter, who's uh, won a couple of belts and stuff on the bare knuckle scene. But he's taken off, obviously, Matty and Ash on there, and then a few uh, amateurs. What time's that out? What time's kickoff? Half past six? Yeah, first fight's going to be half six in the gym. Half six, Saturday, 9th of February, if you're coming down. Yeah, anybody that's listening that's next Saturday yeah so uh, check it out it should be it should be a laugh it's a good atmosphere you know because it's in the gym and it's kind of closed in we I need like, to come and see it put like curtains well, up and that it's, we spoke about it last time like it's, I've, I've never watched it live I've, yeah. I've only ever watched boxing live I've never seen MMA alright yeah oh, so like oh, so you've never seen you've never seen it live no so, so, so if you come next Saturday that'll be the first I'll, I'll definitely live. come down but yeah. what, what it is is like when you watch like um, the Ultimate Fighter or like Dana White Contender Series yeah. because there's no massive like production behind it just a weird it just seems weird to watch it yeah. when it's just like thuds just thuds and people getting knocked to clean out and there's no one cheering and you're like because i mean yeah. like, imagine that's going to be the obviously there'll be people cheering but it's going to be that atmosphere it's going to be very raw yeah yeah i like you know what i prefer that one the last show we did in the gym it was really busy and uh there were some good fights and i was just like yeah this is this is sick you know this is it just felt like you know, when you go in these big arenas, obviously there's, there's a great atmosphere in there, yeah. but there's something about these smaller venues as well, you know, that, that are packed in with people. It's just, uh, yeah, it's good. I like it. I'll get down. I'll have a watch of that. Yeah, definitely. You're filming it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get it filmed. Yeah, it's going to be filmed and uh, we'll, we'll chuck it up on. I think we, do it, we did it live, didn't we, last yeah. time? We've got yeah, a live, we, live feed. recording still to go up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll get it on YouTube after. But yeah, we, usually we do like a little live. I, I just say, boys, if you can do it live, do it live. I will just leave them to it. Yeah, and then uh, miraculously it appears. Yeah, just get it live streaming. Uh, I just, I'm just running around like an headless chicken trying <laughs> to get people to fight each other. So, uh, but yeah, but yeah, the BKB stuff, it's really, really taking off. Obviously, I got Rico on it. Um, They've got that UF, former UFC fighter as well now. Uh, what's it called bollocks? He's just signed on to it. Oh, they've got uh, the heavyweight, Mark Godbeer. No, oh, Brad Pickett, yeah. Yes, got Matt, Brad, yeah. Brad Pickett, yeah. So he, yeah, I can't, oh, I can't remember who's fighting now. He's fighting another, oh, Mark Hanley, I think, the uh, is, is another MMA guy. Um, so, yeah, they're getting a lot of traction. They, I mean, we was at the the Indigo at the O2 uh, last week. I think it's it's about 2,700 people you can get in there, and it was sold out. Yeah. You know, real good atmosphere. And they run it real well, you know, with all the... Um, you know, with all the uh, doctors, hand wrappers, you know, medics, referees, everything's really, you know, they really do a professional. Obviously, you think bare knuckle, you think people in hay bales. Yeah, proper gypsy fighting. In, in a barn. Like but, that fucking, uh, well, this is, that uh, video you put out with Rico at yeah. the caravan. <laughs> yeah, but this is, but honestly, they really do a good, uh, a, a, a good show. It's that, it's that, there's no other sort of, there's other uh, bare knuckle events but you know these are like sort of the premier ones for for the how they do it you know professionally, um, and and they're getting a lot of good fighters. They're signing a lot of good you know UFC veterans, you know pro boxers. Yeah. They're getting all these guys, and uh, yeah, 
it's good. It's, they're doing a re- some real good stuff, and uh, they're getting a lot of uh, a lot of media attention. You know, they've got like a pay per view now. Yeah, I saw that people were buying on the pay per view. Yeah, yeah. And people, are, you can put bets on as well, can't you? Yeah, on uh, net bet. They're taking bets. Yeah, so uh, so that's pretty good. And, and <laughs> I, I do like gambling, so <laughs> it's uh, when, when you when you're at the event and you're uh, and you're betting on fights. I think it just makes it so much, you just invest more. You know. Yeah, like, it's like being at the. If this uh, guy wins, you know, yeah. I'm gonna be rich. It's like being at the races. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's same thing. You know, it's uh, just if you were just to watch racing for fun, it's not that fun. No. But you know. If you invest with a bit of money, don't gamble though, folks. It's bad for you. You <laughs> yeah, will right. lose all your money. Yeah. Don't listen to me. Unless you know who's going to win. Yeah, unless you know. If you've got inside <laughs> info, just let me know. <laughs> so what we're doing this afternoon, so we're, we're going to, we're, we're leaving this podcast and we're going into Leeds. Um, what yeah. event are we are going to? So, so we've got, yeah, there's a, there's a jujitsu um, event on now. So a lot of these, it's kind of a new thing they're doing these, these like shows with yeah. these grappling shows rather than, you know, your typical grappling, grappling tournament in a sports hall where there's loads of you competing. Yeah. Uh, this is slightly different now that you know that you get a nice venue, one mat, all nice and professional. People, you know, buy tickets to come and watch, and it's kind of more like a fight event, but with grappling. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess the I guess the audience is still building for that because pe- grappling is still sort of a, you know, it's not a widely it's watched. Ne- it's, sport. it's never going to be as entertaining as someone as getting fight. punched in the face. Yeah, it's not, is it? But but what they're actually doing on this event. It's called Pantheon, by the way. It's just in uh, Leeds University yeah. campus. It's, it's there. Um, like one of my guys, Danny Sturk, he's fighting. They're calling it. They're calling it submission fighting. Okay, that's what they're calling the rules. So it's going to be like grappling, but you grapple with four ounce MMA gloves on, and then when you're on the ground, you can punch. Oh, so what is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm more excited. Now. Yeah. I thought it was just a fucking. So, 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 well, so most of the matches are just grappling. Most of the right, matches okay. are just going to be no gi jiu-jitsu, some gi jiu-jitsu as well. But then I think, I'm not sure how many, but definitely a couple of the matches are going to be submission fighting rules so you can punch to the head on the ground. Nice. Which, which really changes it up. I know Eddie Bravo, he does like combat jiu-jitsu yeah. where he's like open hand, but this is going to be like four ounce gloves so yeah oh, i'm more excited now yeah yeah well yeah so i mean while we're on this sort of subject like the, the idea behind the podcast um obviously i started all stars podcast fucking know, a month ago yeah. with you yes, yes. <laughs> as the first guest and then we've sort of like fallen now into the uh why not do an mma podcast yeah yeah um if you're listening we're going to start trying to get as much content out there as possible so we're going to try to get a bit of a vlog series going just some additional content like not many people want to sit down and listen to us run on for an hour or yeah. so but they might want to watch us. So this will be a good one today. Like I'm going to take the camera gear down. We'll, we'll vlog the, the event and watch them to get punched in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Should be good. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, what do you want to achieve from this, this podcast? Cause I know. You- yeah. I mean, I mean this, like these podcasts are something I've always wanted to do, uh, you know, because in my MMA journey, if you like, I've met a lot of different people, a lot of, a lot of very influential people. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people with, with cool stories, you know, cool backstories and stuff like that. So, I've always wanted to, you know, get them in and talk to them and interview them and stuff. And, and I think that this would be a real cool way to, to sort of do that and tie it all together. So, you know, we can talk about events and uh, all that as well. And then we can, you know, get some uh, get some cool stories off people. Right, ready to go again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking amateurs, aren't we? <laughs> What were you just talking about then? What were you just talking about? 
Uh, yeah, so we're just talking about this uh, this grappling event. Um, you know the the submission fighting rules. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so so we've got some of those, and like you say, we're gonna do some uh, do some vlogging, and then uh, and and then get get some MMA, like obviously the MMA part of the podcast. You know, we're gonna get some different uh, fighters on, coaches. Oh, you just reminded me. You just reminded me now. What I wanted to ask you: the guy that's coming into AVT, who you got your, who you did your belts through. Ah, yeah, yeah, Chris um, Howter, yeah, yeah. What's what? So he's doing a seminar as well. Yeah, yeah. So, he was, so uh, I've got Chris Howter come in. Uh, that's going to be the seventeenth of February. So it's a Sunday, I believe. Um, yeah, week on Sunday. Yeah. So um, I've got I've got him coming to the gym. He's going to do a seminar. He's not been to the UK for a long time. I think the last time I had him doing a seminar, I was at the Cage Steel Gym, which will have probably been about two thousand and ten. If I should. Where's he from? Yes. Uh, it's from California. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, Redondo Beach, California. So, uh, yeah, he, he's going to come over. He's like the head of the Combat Base Association that, w- that we're under. Uh, so yeah, there's a cool picture somewhere I posted about. You know, it shows you me as a blue, getting my blue belt from him, and then and then my black belt. I did. I posted it. I've not seen it. Yeah, yeah. Why is it on your Instagram? Uh, I think I posted it on Facebook. If you look on the, have a look in the AVT gym group if you're listening then we'll catch all your picture but if you're watching it on youtube we'll uh we'll get it up on screen yeah. all right don't matter yeah yeah <laughs> there you go but yeah there is there is a picture of that somewhere so yeah pretty cool um so yeah so he's coming to the gym so we're doing a seminar uh he's gonna you know teach teach some cool stuff and that and it's just a you know it's a rare chance to train to train with a guy. Yeah. You know, it was one of the first non-Brazilian black belts. Uh, I think he got his black belt in like 1996 or something like that. So, right. so you know, when I'm pretty sure he told me when the UFC one first came out, I think he was a purple belt. So he's already a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. UFC one aren't even. Yeah, yeah. You know, most people see UFC one and then like then they start jiu-jitsu, but yeah. he started before that. So it, it's like an OG, a real yeah, OG. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. OG is perfect, perfect <laughs> for him. But yeah, he was. Uh, I'm sure he said he, you know, he was in the gym and there's like three guys on the mat. Like he's a purple belt. And there's like three other guys. And they're training. He, he trained with uh, Hegan Machado, who was like one of the cousins of the Gracie family. Yeah, um, yeah that's the picture there. Oh, look, yeah. at look at me there. You like a proper rougher there. He don't look any different. <laughs> he ain't even aged. <laughs> I know. Look at that. He's skinhead. Terrible. Terrible. How old were you there then? Uh, I think seventeen, something like that. How long did, so how long did it take you to get through your your ranking then of uh, of jiu-jitsu? From from getting my blue to getting my black, I think ten years. Right. And I, which I think is about is about normal. It's about the average. Yeah. About the average. What time. about white to blue? Um. Not that we can put a number on it, really, but yeah, I'd say two years of yeah. like actual actual jiu-jitsu. So I'd say I'd say from from white to black, twelve years probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's people like people like Kit Dale did it in like three and a half years. BJ Penn. Yeah, he said BJ Penn years. last time. Yeah, so you know, it's much easier to learn that. I'm I was literally learning that out of like books and videos and shit and like practicing on my friends. But now now you can just go to jujitsu class and a coach will actually show you. Yeah. I mean even the coaches then, the guys who I were training with were just blue belts or purple belts. And they were still figuring it out. So you'd be like, Oh, you know, how do I escape this? And I'm like, oh well you, well you can try this, yeah. you know, just kinda 
freestyled it. But yeah. Me and Danny were there last night and we were trying to <laughs> hit an arm triangle. We were trying to figure out the escape. So we had to pull up the uh, Frank Mir video that we did. You ah, know? Yeah. <laughs> we were watching that back last night. Yeah. But obviously now he's got a sad on because he's got his cauliflower here. Aren't you, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So uh, yeah, he'll be in the gym. So that, that'd be real cool. Again, he's got some... Uh, It'd be cool to actually get him on a podcast. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, like, if you're going to get yeah. some influential people through yeah. the door, you might as well. But he's traveling over. He's got a seminar. Then he's over. He's got a seminar in Manchester, I think. First, then he's coming to me the day before. The day before he's in Manchester. Then he's coming to me. Then he's flying to like somewhere in Europe, I think. Yeah. So he might, I, I mentioned he might to be you, very tired and grumpy. Yeah. So you might not get a good podcast out of the guy. He's, um, I mentioned to you. We've got. I, I got in touch with um, a, la- a lady called Fion. She's the. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fionn, I can't remember the last name. Yeah, Davies, yeah. Davies, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, she's coming to, I want to say Sheffield ah, right, uh, yeah. in March. Yeah, oh, she's doing a sem- She's seminars. doing a seminar, yeah, yeah but yeah. She's, she said she'll come in. Yeah, yeah, she's a she's a phenomenal grappler. Yeah. Have you met so, her before? No, I've not, I've not met her. I've been at uh, some competitions with her, yeah, but yeah. I've not really... Uh, yeah, she's um, championing in black belt gi and no gi, I yeah, think. Yeah, 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 she's, yeah, yeah, she's a beast. It. She's a beast, so... She'll be interested to talk to them. Yeah, I definitely. To, I need to get a bit more education on jiu-jitsu, though. Oh, you're leading that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just sit here and learn. That's how it is for me. You know, I'm just an outside observer of it all. Yeah. You're, you're the uh, you're the expert. Hopefully I can dumb it down a little. Well, I can be like the, asking the questions that the outside public can yeah, be asking anyway. Definitely. That's, the, that's the plan. Definitely. But yeah, it's, it's good. Like I say, you know, we'll get some different people on here. And uh, not, not just people like MMA and jiu-jitsu guys, you know, we'll get some boxing guys as well, and uh, and just people from, you know, like mind coaching. Get like a, I know people who do like mind coaching. You got people like Vinny Shawman, Vinny Shawman and stuff yeah. like that. People, there's all these different people. Like you got Brendan Chaplin who does sort of strength and conditioning. You know, yeah. I work with him a lot at AVT, so you know, he's he's a really good guy to talk to about you know how things work well, and stuff. So. Vinny, uh, Vinny Shawman and Liam Harrison are in the area i think i'm pretty sure i wanted to say they're in on the 8th of february in the studio ah, with, yeah. with the other guys but we might have to get in touch with them yeah yeah um put a little poach them off them yeah steal them. it's my studio fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry lads it's cancelled that day <laughs> but yeah. yeah so that i mean we'll wrap it up if you want yeah man. Or yeah, what else you want to say what else you want to get out there for no, the, no uh, just um yeah, this one more just like an introduction. Just tell yeah. people what we want to do, and uh, and yeah, just you know hit that subscribe button, and uh, you know we're gonna gonna get some good MMA content on here, and uh, you know if people got uh, you know things they want to hear about, people they want to hear from, you know just um, yeah, we need to we need to be interactive. Like let us yeah, know what you yeah. want to see and hear. Yeah, then. leave us some leave us some comments, and uh, we've gone a know. bit asked about face. It a bit of a slow start on it. This we've really gone backwards. We just yeah. started off talking and then said what we're trying to achieve from it. This is an introduction to the uh, MMA style podcast. Yeah, that's um, it. Follow All Stars podcast. Uh, yeah, All Stars podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we need to update all that now that you're in the. Uh, the, in the, the mix in the mix so we need to get all that that fixed but um yeah it's on youtube as well and there'll be a vlog out probably when you're listening to this already um of this event that we're going to, to watch yeah that's it so we're, we just want to try and give people a little bit more of an insight you know sort of a behind the scenes insight to uh to what goes off at events and yeah. uh and stuff like that and just, i'm excited i want to see it all yeah, you know yeah. like it's gonna be interesting yeah definitely and content creation in it, I, I, I want to make the videos like that's that's one thing that I like when I see other podcasts like Joe Rogan's podcast. If we could see the behind the scenes of that, as when guests when guests arrive, you know, like just a little mini vlog series. Yeah, behind yeah. It, that's what I want to see. Yeah, just, get it done a bit. I just, just, yeah. just want to see. Oh, Instagram and 
just, yeah, they're doing you just want to stories. see uh, Joe Rogan and Mike Tyson just blazing in the car outside. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> imagine being in that it's room. Like, fuck, I'm so, I'm so fucking stone, man. <laughs> fucking hell. I'm, yeah. I'm a Mike Tyson. No, yeah, he's out, he's out. Cool, let's let's call it a draw then, right? So yeah, follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, All Stars Podcast, Danny Mitchell, Sweet. MMA, yes. uh, Josh Goodgen. I need to change my handle. I need to figure mine out. Do you know, I, on the last note... Bish, bash, bosh, Josh. <laughs> I tried to buy... I wanted to buy the at Josh Goodgen off someone. Yeah. And he wanted a fucking fortune for it, yeah. the dude that's got it. So mine's at the Josh Goodgen. Ah. So that's all I could do. Josh Gudgeon, official. <laughs> official, official. <laughs> Catch you on the next one, guys. <laughs> Cheers, folks.